Welcome to Poptimist. We talk about the new film, Nope, uh, towards the beginning and the end of the show, and it's riddled with spoilers. Uh, we thought we were going to be chill. We were not. Um, we didn't talk about the ending, and that's about it. So if you haven't seen Nope and you'd like to, when we start talking about it, just start skipping ahead. You'll know. today it's viral tiktok sensation billy mccartney all right all right calm down i do actually i do want to talk about this yeah he has a joke one of my favorite jokes of yours that i probably could do on my own at this point uh because i've heard it so many times yeah that's why it's posted i put it on i put it on the on the tiki talkie on the tiki talkie and it's getting views and people are tagging miley and i have full faith billy Stop watching your own stand-up <laughs> recording. No, I had I had to find something, I'll tell you. Okay. How many views are you at now? Uh thirteen point three thousand. That's awesome. You also need to um wait, tell everybody have you changed your name from username eight three four five? I have blah, blah, blah. I have the fiance called me out and showed me how to fix it. So it is now Billy McCartney. Okay, thank God. I was like, you look like a so, bot. I put this Miley Cyrus, I know, right? It's Billy underscore McCartney, just so we're specific. So this, uh, I posted this Miley Cyrus joke. It's a joke about the song Party in the USA. I think it's very funny and very stupid. But Dagny, I have to tell you, I woke up to the most, I, I was paranoid about this because I don't, want, I don't want people to comment. I don't want to hear your thoughts on my comedy, get fucked. And I already had a bunch of gay millennials be like, well, Jesse J wrote Jessie it. J like, I didn't know. Like, like, we don't all know, Karen. Um, but I woke up this morning. I am now. I'm no longer. I no longer care about any comments because the funniest one ever already happened. Dot dot dot. I feel like making fun of a traumatized teen is not the hot take you think it is. Oh my god! Sometimes I read comments on TikTok and I'm like, we've gone too far. I'm making fun <laughs> of the lyrics of a Miley Cyrus song that is 12 years old. Yeah. Traumatized you- teen. I'm gonna like this comment. And be, you so should funny. you should pin it and say this is the funniest thing I've read all day. I just uh, just toxic comments on TikTok on like very PG things where they're like this isn't as funny as you think it is. It's so cringy and hilarious to read. Sometimes it's warranted, but other times I'm like, why are you getting yourself all stressed over like this dog that you're like oh, you, this dog like fell or something and they are trying to call it animal abuse or something like that. It's, yeah, it's all just... of them. All of them. No, the only time it was actual animal abuse was that time there were all those pigeons in Vegas with little top hats. <laughs> uh, everyone was like, oh, that's so cute. How do you keep the hats on their heads? And they were like, super glue. And it's like, all right, fucker. And I think, <laughs> oh, no. I think they got in trouble for that. Dear God. Okay, uh, introduce the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No matter when you're listening, welcome to Poptimist, a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism. I'm your host. <laughs> I'm Billy. I've got to I didn't like there. that at all. I didn't like that. Uh, I'm Dagny. <laughs> Dagny's my sister. She also hosts this show. I do. I do. Uh, yeah, that goofy. I, I didn't like that. Please don't ever do it again. You're welcome. Uh, yeah um okay so we have a specific movie to talk about um but i will ask real quick did you watch drag race yet oh yes yes i did and i had a great time i as much as i uh uh love my first you never forget your first and my first is raja and i'm very happy that she won 
the secondary crown for a second time. And I did send it to Taylor because she was Taylor's first queen too. I was like, look who got another crown. But I thought Evie won that lip sync. Oh, Evie and Monet both won the lip syncs and Rue, it honestly sounded like they went back in. And, and had, had Rue be like, and based like, on your performance this season. Yeah, because <laughs> like the anger on the internet of like Monet won that. I also didn't catch at the beginning of the lip sync. Monet pulls out a lipstick that says Jinx on it. That's so funny. Like that is hilarious. I didn't see that. I didn't either until I rewatched it and somebody had commented about it. And I'll have to go look that up. That's so funny. Monet wrote Jinx in white on the lipstick and like held it at the beginning. And yes, they both won. But I I thought it again toxic comments on the internet always because the week. The day prior to the season finale, everybody's like, if Jinx doesn't win this season, she's been robbed. There's no way she can't win. And then the next day after that lip sync, which we all knew Monet was going to win the fucking lip sync because it's Monet Exchange. Yeah. Um, everybody's like, Monet was robbed. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you guys yesterday were saying if Jinx doesn't win, you're going <laughs> to riot in the streets. Like, uh, anyway, no, but it is it is based on the race. season. Jinx absolutely won the season. Oh, um, yeah. I like to see Monet beat Trinity at a lip sync. That was fun. Uh, yeah. Monet is definitely second place of the season for me. I thought she was incredible. Um, the she funniest thing is the the fiance has never been like a Monet fan. He never was like her. hating on Monet, but he was like, eh, Monet. And something this season, he was like, I'm rooting for her. He's like, I don't know well, what I was. Thinking. As oh soon as God. she did the offer, the I was like, was if she brilliant. wins, it's fine with me. Yeah. I um, mean, yeah, Monet was no, definitely I was fine I with the all of it. best. I thought Shay deserved to be in the top, and I'm glad she won the... the Because it never made sense. Shay Coulee was in third place the whole fucking season, and she wasn't place, winning any stars. Third no, no, place no, in our minds. Third place against ten queens <laughs> yes. because of how the stars worked. Um, um, it was no, it was a great season. It was a ton of fun. Raja definitely yeah. should have won, but like the Vivian's incredible. They were all incredible, and Evie did win the lip sync. But yeah. I was happy to see this Raja win it. This can't be a Drag Race recap show, I know, but, but I, I do want to say I want to. Okay, fight. We're really too excited. This is we haven't recorded on a Saturday morning in a while, and we we're very energized compared to our evening recordings. <laughs> um, I will. I was talking with Carlin, front of the pod, about um, if they do another winter season, they have enough queens at this point to still do it. Yeah, like they've Aquaria, Bob. Yeah. Well, not even international. Just all of the. Yeah, but there's American like queens. two we UK have Alaska, winners. We have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have Lawrence Cheney would be so much fun. Yeah. But like they could do another winter season, and I'm on board. I do think though, Alaska, Sasha? Bianca, and Sasha will never do it. I feel like after this season, if they were, uh, they see that they wouldn't they've, be eliminated. I feel said, like they might. Bianca's Ugh. actually said that the fact that no one's eliminated is the reason she won't come back. Oh, no, well, anyway. Thing, the last thing I, I wanted to tell another. you about is that Bob and Monet are doing a four-part series on sibling rivalry, their podcast, which I saw yeah. the video of it, where they basically recorded episodes while the show was happening. Not while, but basically... The second Monet was asked to come do an all winter season, they sat down and recorded an episode and they just now released it. They've been sitting on it for over oh. a year. And so they're like, who do you think's going to be there? And Monet is almost exactly right. Um, Bob says, who's your biggest competition? And she said, Jinx Monsoon. And I was like, oh, that's you two at the end. That's fun. Yeah. And then they apparently recorded one right before Monet left. 
they recorded one the day she got back. Like before she flew back to New York, she like got off set, went to Bob's apartment and, in LA and recorded one. And then oh they're going to record one after it aired. And so it's very insightful and very fun to listen to. But that's enough Drag Race. Yeah, we got to... Um, very briefly uh, talk about what we promised to talk about last time. Yes, I do want to say really quick, if you're not watching the rehearsal on HBO with Nathan Fielder, you got to start it. watching it. It's so dumb and insane. And the episode last night, both John and I were like, How? they did not just do this. Anyway, if you're not watching it, you should. When the whole series is done, we'll talk. I'll talk in length about it. But I just need the people to know they got to start watching it now. Uh, but So here we go. Nope. Minor, minor spoiler discussion about the Jordan Peele film, Nope. Wait, first, uh, has our guest seen it yet? Okay, great, great. Um, okay, I mean, okay. you want to just bring our guest on and we can talk about it with her since she has yeah, seen it? Yeah, let's go. Welcome back to the yeah. pod. A lovely guest <laughs> um, completely ruined my life talking about Grease 2 to the fact where a few months ago I saw a clothing line that was Grease 2 inspired and I had to send it to her. Please welcome back <laughs> to the show. It's Allie Rosenstein. Oh, you got to mute yourself. Hi, Billy. That clothing line made my life. Are you kidding me? I'm it was really incredible. Where it was where was it? I feel like it's a Target thing. I'm no, kidding. it was it was like some designer's inspiration. I probably still fucking have it. It's just like you know, like a sweatshirt that says like "Cool Rider" or like "We're gonna score tonight." That's the one I wanted. I was like, oh, uh, that's fun. I will be purchasing something to be cool. I found it. I found it. I'm going to send it to Dagny. Okay. Yeah, it, the, the line is called Cool Writer. It's hilarious. So oh. uh, speaking of a nope, this <laughs> film, I have not seen Us, but I've seen Get Out, and I just want to say nope is my favorite. Nope um, is my favorite, too. I Well, hold on. Get Out, I feel like they can't really be compared. No, because... Get Out is perfection, and it's, it's uh, psychological horror, and it's slow. Yeah. And I, but nope, I loved every single thing about it. Do you but agree I'm, with John's description of no. Jaws with aliens? No, because it's not quite <laughs> Jaws. It's a, uh, it's Jaws is not a film about revenge, and nope mm -hmm. is a film about revenge. Fair, is um, it? Yes, that's what I was talking to him the other day. Where, where so, uh, uh, he mentioned he's like, yes, I have a friend who saw it and said. He was like, the, the main characters were doing things that didn't make sense. Like, they were just doing things to do things. And I'm like, no. 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 Kaluuya's character, his whole motivation is revenge. That's why yeah. he keeps going back. That's why he keeps... He's uh, he's like, that fucking ship killed my dad, so I'm gonna fucking kill it. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, um, so, I know last week I kind of mentioned that after the movie, my John and I talked for like an hour just oh, yeah. like what oh, did this yeah. mean? what did this mean what did this mean and i just want to i want to see if we're all on the same page for a, a few things so overall arching theme is just like abusing animals for profit essentially is what we <laughs> yes. landed on because it's like the monkey obviously lost it on set which probably was my favorite part of the movie i thought the monkey stuff was really so cool it was very disturbing and then you know um uh what was his name Lucky, no, what is the Lucky horse the thing? horse? No, 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 the the guy oh, at the OJ. Home. No, the guy that like was like the guy from Walking Dead, Stephen Yoon. Yeah, his character. Yes, what was yes. his character's name? You're right, it was something silly. 
They all uh, had great names. <laughs> Jupiter, Jupiter? No. You're right. No, you're right. It, uh, Ricky Jupe Park. But yeah, Jupiter was his nickname Jupiter, for them. Jupiter, yeah. yes, yes. So he's obviously uh, using the alien as a spectacle mm -hmm. and charging tickets and making a profit off of it. Yeah. The horses, you know, on set, making a profit off of them. Um, and we the only thing that we like took us days to really figure out was the shoe. We were like, what is he trying to say with the shoe that's standing up? And I figured, I, I assumed that it's more just like a, a bad miracle is what I kind of figured out. Same thing with like the quarters dropping and that like one quarter hitting his dad is just yes. a bad miracle. Mm -hmm. So I just, I all that to say, I just really loved that it caused so much conversation afterward of like, how does this connect? And what was he trying to say? And yada, yada. Well, it was also about uh, though, like I, I, I listened to an interview with him. Like it was also basically about how people will do anything to garner fame and notoriety. So like yes. the motorcycle guy, like, but take my pick, like you're gonna die, bro. I loved motorcycle guy, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> or even like Kiki Palmer's character, like kind of initially wanted fame. But then yeah. figure out maybe that's not as oh, important. I think <laughs> so, my favorite character might have been the fucking cinematographer, the unhinged, always looking for the impossible shot cinematographer. He was maybe my favorite. When he, I mean, spoiler alert, when he went out and like just got underneath it and was like, I'm just gonna keep filming, I was laughing my ass off. I was like, yeah. mad respect to this guy. He knows yeah. what he wants and he's going yeah. for it. I yeah. gotta say, like, since I've watched that movie, I can't tell you how many times I've gone, and I sing on the side, because I think Kiki Palmer was strong. <laughs> the whole theater lost it. I just, uh, she was so good. They I, were read, uh, I read that Jordan Peele yeah. said that her, the little speech she gives about, the, you know, the first second of yeah. footage was uh, three seconds. Oh. Uh, yeah. Apparently, Jordan Peele says they filmed that 14 times, and every take was wildly different. Ugh. She's in <laughs> I hope she's in so many things after this. She's so More than good. she's been doing. And they were so believable as a brother-sister duo. Yes. Yeah, they were so good. And oh, shout out uh, to uh, Audrey Lacrone, who I waited in the theater to see the credits, to see her too. name. Uh, American accent coach for Daniel Kaluuya. Um, now, I do have to say, we did have a pretty shitty movie-going experience. We went to the AMC on Sunset. Oh, and that's the, where I saw it too. Uh, and sitting in, and same same theater, we saw uh, everything everywhere all at once at the one where there's no left stairs, so people come over and get stuck, whatever. And there was a drunk girl in the back row that uh, would not shut up, would not, to the point where the fiance snapped about thirty minutes in and full voice goes, "Shut up, just shut up." And she was sitting there and she looked at him shocked. And I love. Theaters. I need to go see more movies with him. That's why we go to Alamo Draft House because I can't handle it anymore. But uh, they were also sitting next to a gay couple. And at one point, one of the gays got up and went flying down the stairs. I mean, just like angry sprinting. And then he comes back and stomps back up the stairs. And about 45 seconds later, a film manager comes in and she steps up and this little gay stands up and he's trying to be quiet because he's already he already knows we're mad at her for talking but i still fully hear him go it's this bitch right here <laughs> oh my god and the theater basically had someone watching our theater for the next hour and then she eventually left 30 minutes before the end of the movie oh and, she, and i thought she was just being a dick but then i realized no she was just very very drunk and kept leaving the theater to order more drinks so that was a problem. But then at the end of the movie, during the credits, the uh, three teenage boys sitting to the left of us and the lovely straight couple sitting in front of us all turned around to thank him. So. <laughs> oh, wow. 
<laughs> was wild. Good job. You also um, said your fiance's name, so you're gonna have to bleep yourself. No, no, no. You did. Oh, did I? So sorry. <laughs> I just did too. So gotcha. you guys, this joke is so dumb, and it gives me so much extra work. I'm here for it. But you I loved. I loved. Nope. Loved I did it. Too. And I do want to say, yeah, and just like everything about it, I could talk about it for a whole episode. It's not what we're going to do today. But before we get into Ali's topic, I just briefly want to say we started Sandman last night on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Neil Gaiman's oh, Sandman. I was two, episode, two episodes in. It's as good as Good Omens. I'm intrigued. The world oh. building is great. I am here for it. I can't wait to watch more. So when I finish it, I'll talk about it on the show. But at the moment, I'm very pleased with the level of quality Sandman has brought. Just two episodes in. Good for Netflix for trying to put out decent stuff. <laughs> yeah, they don't always, do they? They don't, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, and um, I finished, I mean, I did finish season three of The Umbrella Academy. It's lovely. I it's love lovely. It. And now we just yeah. wait to see if they're going to end with season four or try to do two more. But there's a rumor they might just do season four and end. Yeah. I, saw the I don't know how dance. much more they can do. What? I saw the oh, dance. The yes. That was, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I loved it. That was so I don't fun. know the context, but I was very appreciative of the choreography oh yeah oh yeah with well, one of the other one of the other superheroes they meet has toxic venom that causes hallucinations and oh, she shoots it right at, at I, I remember which one right when they get there and he hallucinates they all have a footloose dance off together and it's great. amazing i love that it was uh luther uh, no diego diego yeah Sweet, I was like, good asshole diego what an idiot he's the biggest idiot on that show and i love him so much they really try to make Luther the biggest idiot, and it's Diego. <laughs> He's such a moron. Uh, well, hey, um, here on Poptimist, this is a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism. And here's the whole shtick. We have a guest come on, me and my sister, and we say, hey, guest, you have to do all the homework. Can you tell us about something in pop culture <laughs> that you love that is maybe mm, actively disliked by the population at large or maybe just incredibly obscure? And tell us what it is about it that you love. And today we've got Allie Rosenstein here to talk to us about her topic. And if you're good to go, I think Danny and I would love to hear it. Okay, yeah. so my topic of choice, I actually almost talked about it last time when we did this like, what, a year and a half ago? I don't know how yeah. long. Um, and the pitch, I don't know if it's like, I actually think a lot of people love this, but it's panned critically. So I thought that would work. Yes. Um, <laughs> we get to talk about the 1999 greatest shark movie of all time, other than Jaws. I uh, knew this was coming. <laughs> Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> I can't wait. Creature feature. Well, I guess you can't call Nope a creature feature, but like another animal going manic crazy. So we've got Samuel I L. Jackson. Wait, 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 I know nothing about this movie. What? What is, what oh, is the Deep are you, Blue? You don't know Deep Blue Sea? I don't. I don't know it. Oh, Deep this will be fun. I need so. Allie, just, I'll, we'll get, we'll do a crash course for Dad <laughs> Me. Just where I'm coming from, though, I have never seen Deep Blue Sea in order, but I'm sure I've seen it. If that makes sense, no, it's always on TV or it was. Yes, forever. yes, I'm sure I've seen it, and I, you I know, look at pictures right now. I bet I. The, the, honestly, the poster is epic on its own. It's like Saffron Burrows, which is my tie-in. I'm tying this back in. We were talking before we started recording. We were talking about you. The mom on you is Saffron Burroughs, who was the lead in Deep Blue Sea. So there's my tie-in. Oh, full circle. Full circle. I wanted. I actually wanted to message Whoa, before we started recording. Did you see the rumor that Penn Bagley is who they're trying to get to be Mr. Fantastic in the Fantastic Four movie? And I am an advocate for damn. I hope, I I hope so. If that happens, I'd be fully on board. 
I love oh, him so much. I love him oh, too. What a beautiful, there's charming so many, serial killer. There's so many actors that were on Gossip Girl, which I've seen upwards of like five times, that ended up being really good actors and doing things. Like I'm always like, yeah. I get stoked anytime I see someone be like, you're doing it. Uh, I still, I have, Gossip Girl is one show that I've never watched and I know I'll love it, but I should get into it. Um, okay, I need a crash course in this movie because even the poster I don't recognize. I don't know how I missed out on a whole cultural phenomenon. I mean, I don't know. Can we call it a cultural phenomenon? It, I will say a lot of people, I'm sure it's not like, it's not a good movie. I mean, it's not, but it's also awesome at the same time. It's kind of like Grease 2 for me. But probably <laughs> it's less obscure because a lot of people think Grease 2 is actual garbage. I think everyone can agree that when you watch people see it's like, it's a fun ride. I made Bear watch it with me last night because I was like, I got to research, right? Even though I've seen it upwards of like 20 times in my life, probably, but we have to watch it. And it was a joy to watch all over again. So, uh, oh, it's so good, Dagny. You've got to watch it. Do you want me okay. to tell you what it's about in a synopsis? Yes. Please. Yeah, I, I need it. <laughs> it's basically, um, a bunch of scientists are on some kind of like obscure research destination in the middle of the ocean, and they are trying. Yeah, it's like a it's like a floating sea lab with an underwater lab as well, right? Exactly. And they have like three huge great white sharks that they are trying to extract is it brain proteins from their brain in order to cure Alzheimer's, you know, which totally makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and and then they you come to find they genetically alter the sharks to make their brains bigger, which makes them as what does the what does the that the cover say? Bigger, smarter, meaner. Whatever faster, it is. Faster, meaner. Bigger, smarter, faster, meaner. <laughs> Who's the copywriter for this? Right? Well, well So they essentially, um, oh, actually, Bear thought of an amazing, like, what it should have been last night, instead of, like, if because at one point everything blows up. It's, like, a complete chaos, as you can imagine. So he goes, it should have been, like, if there's fire above, or if hell is above, then what's below, or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Really good. Um, but, bigger, smarter, faster, meaner. That's yeah. Great. So essentially, they genetically alter these sharks to get the proteins to harvest ways to fix Alzheimer's, and the sharks don't like that, and then turn on the people, and chaos ensues. And it's and they're smart now. Oh, it's so Whoa. epic. There's so many epic scenes. So many great. All the deaths are like super brutal. This is something about me. Like I love horror, but I mm-hmm. love what I guess you would call a creature feature. Like I love because this is. This is basically a slasher movie where the serial killer is a shark. Essentially, which I love slasher. <laughs> okay. Perfect mix. And like, oh man, it just, it is brutal. It is crazy. The cast though, it's a stacked cast. Yeah. It's like, it, who is it? Who is it? It's like, well, the lead, but LL Cool J, who is the MVP of the entire film. And isn't now, he, isn't he like the chef? He's the chef, but he like cares <laughs> the film. He is the so heart. Can I tell you what? a quick tour story about LL Cool J when I ignored him and he was like offended. <laughs> oh yes. Amazing. So I used to work at a certain movie studio. I've talked about it at Paramount. Yeah. And I was walking back to my car at the Hollywood forever cemetery, NCIS Hawaii filmed there. No, sorry. NCIS LA. Mm-hmm. Yes? yes. 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 And he had a trailer and would often step out and say hi to tours. He's a very kind person, um, but definitely knows that he's famous and I was on the phone talking with my mother about who knows what, um, our mother, Billy and I have the same mom. Um, and, um, I don't, I was like very deep in conversation and I walked right, like very close to him to the point that he thought I was trying to get his attention. 
And I, he looked at me, he was like, oh, hi, like trying to think I was a fan. And I just nodded at him and kept walking. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> just more not, not offended, but more just like, oh, I expected this to be an encounter and she didn't give a shit. <laughs> so if LA Cool J's listening, I meant no offense by it. I was oh, just busy um, and Incredible. had done a long tour in the heat and was didn't feel like talking to a famous person <laughs> anyway so l cool j is very kind if anybody was wondering i just blew him off and he was <laughs> shocked by shocked. it he was surprised to say the least yeah i don't think it happens very often to him but maybe it humbled him a little bit uh, <laughs> that's what he needed a little humbling you're right a little so, humbling so um so he's the star of this movie he's not the star, the star but he's, he's the he's the... i would call him the breakout star like i love okay him. even though he was l cool j already like everybody knew who he was it's l cool j mm -hmm. samuel l jackson yeah. Um, Thomas oh, Jane coming in hot. A Thomas uh, Jane. I love Thomas Jane. Do you actually know, Danny, do you know my favorite role that uh, Thomas Jane has played? Oh, no. Thomas Jane is the main character for season one and two of this little sci-fi show called The Expanse. The Expanse. Oh, <laughs> and if you haven't watched The Expanse, yeah. it's streaming now. I didn't know who was on it. Oh, yeah. Know. He's he's one of the main characters. He's oh, great. I love him. He's in Boogie Nights. I watched that like a year ago for the first time. And if oh, you I love Boogie Nights. My God, is it so Wait, good. Wait, He's in The Mist. He's in so many things. Yeah, he's in everything. He's great. But we also have Saffron Burroughs, who we've talked about. Fucking Michael Rappaport. You know my favorite thing about Michael Rappaport is he's always on ESPN because he, he loves to stir around drama with the basketball players. You know what else he's really into? Hmm. The Real Housewives. He's been on. He'll, like, be a <laughs> guest. It's so funny. Like... Andy Cohen will call Michael Rappaport for like housewife opinions on Watch What Happens Live. It's hilarious. Um, he's been on Bitch Sesh. It's amazing. And we've got Stellan Skarsgård and Ada Turturro. What a fucking lineup. It's, it's the first time that um, Nick Fury and Eric Selving work together in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> MCU crossover. I can't take credit for that. That was fair. But I thought it was funny. funny. So I thought it was This is the beginning of the MCU. And it's like, Dagny, there's all these insane deaths. Like, I mean, some really over-the-top crazy stuff. But I have some fun facts to share about it, too. But, like, the most, I would say, one of the most iconic, I will say this, one of the most iconic deaths in any movie comes from this movie. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. I know exactly which one you're talking about. It's the one right after the speech. Maybe oh. I should watch this tonight. It's it's a it's a fun ride. Let me tell you. There's like this part where they have like this open circular, I guess tank where like the. That's I how might just look it up. I might just make Dagny watch it. Oh my god! And Samuel L. Jackson standing at the foot of it, talking about how we're not going to die tonight, blah blah. And the shark comes up and goes and just takes him. And it's like, oh my god! It's oh. Yeah, he literally I, Sam Jackson literally dies right after saying like we're not going to die tonight. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> I mean, I should. I will watch this tonight. Last week, after we talked about camp, I watched *Malignant* that night, and that was really fun. Did you so, like it? I loved it. It was I loved really. Fun. Isn't it great? Yeah. It's so so I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and like keep on this um, journey of whatever we actually talk about. I might watch it the night of. I feel so like maybe this I'll watch thematically. This thematically, it's quite. It's a campy shark movie. Like yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's funny is, so the episode before last week, before we talked about camp, was about Shark Tale. So we've really just had, like, Shark Camp lead up to this Deep Blue Sea yeah. episode. Oh, my God. It's one of my favorites. I've seen this movie, I'm like, conservatively 20 times in my life. 
anytime it's on TV, I would watch it. I remember when it came out, I was not old enough to see it in theaters, but I definitely got it a blockbuster. Like, nice. vivid, vivid memories. Ugh, so. I don't know how I've literally never heard of this movie. That's crazy. That is really weird. It was a really huh. big one, too, when it came out. But yeah, I've got some interesting facts about it if you're curious. Yeah, yeah. I wanna... um, it was shot on the same in the same tank um, as Titanic because it's all underwater <laughs> crazy. So that's fun. And um, the sharks, there's three major sharks in the movie. They're killed uh-huh. in the exact order and exact way as Jaws 1, 2, and 3. There's a lot of parallels. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah, same way. Like, the first shark's, like, blown up. And then the second shark's, like, electric. Like, it's, like, the exact same. I might be messing the order up. But I know it's, like, matches the, the, the That's trilogy. so funny. That's uh, great. And what else? There's so many interesting ones. There's just a lot of parallels with Jaws. Like, there's, like, a... A license plate that's a license plate from Jaws, which is also the license plate from Shark Tale. Can we talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's there you great. go. Um, so, wait, my- is it trying to is it trying to like be Jaws or is it like making fun of Jaws? Like, it's no, it's kind trying of trying to, to parody it. it. It's uh, yeah, very- it's it's making fun of Jaws on on accident. It's on definitely out. trying. It's trying to be a shark movie up there in the same quality and cultural impact as Jaws, and then it didn't. But yeah. the trailers were definitely. I remember the trailers somehow were definitely like they were really trying to make it the film of the summer. Oh, and to me, it was. <laughs> to me, it was. <laughs> <laughs> they succeeded with one redhead from New Jersey. <laughs> but like, there's a uh, what else? There's. Uh, my favorite fact, which I learned this later, which I thought was amazing. So there is a part, I mean, it happens a lot in the movie, but where Thomas Jane is like, he's like, the, you know, like the, from the wrong side of the tracks, I swim with sharks and I gather them, for, you know, for the scientists. And he's always got a tube. Like, it's amazing. But he, um, he swims with sharks a lot. He'll do these, he has this like maneuver where he does like a, uh, and he'll like go, not that anyone can see me doing this, <laughs> but he'll flip and he'll like grab onto their fin, their door, and then they'll go, he'll like swim with them. And oh. fun fact, Thomas Jane actually swam with a great white in this, or I don't know if it was a great white, with a shark. I don't know what they did, right? Yeah actually swam with sharks in one of the scenes but he was not allowed to shoot the scene until he finished every other scene from the script just in case case he died (laughs) (laughs) it could be even more now like he legit did it so that's wild fun facts but they're like want to make sure we have all the footage in case he just gets eaten by this shark that's crazy yeah, so it's 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 iconic. LL Cool J has probably the best line in the movie. There's, he has a. Uh, can I? Do I have to say spoiler alert? This movie came no. out. No, no, okay. no. Spoiler alert for Deep Blue Sea does not count. Okay. If anything, we should have said it for nope. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but he uh, no, he has a bird that's with him half the time. Dagny, it's like a parrot that's with him. He's the chef, and he's like kind of always doing his own thing. He's got the chef, that's, okay, like, and chatting with the chef, and the shark eats the bird and LL Cool J gets like stuck in his own oven, hops out of the oven. The shark's still banging in the oven. This is an awful description of the scene, but essentially the shark is about, is like banging into this oven that he has in the kitchen. And then he takes a, uh, a lighter and he just holds it up and he goes, he's like, you kill my bird. And then he throws it like a sidearm. <laughs> but it's like the most. Oh, <laughs> kill my bird. Wow. So, so yeah. Allie, the uh, the comedy in this movie is it on purpose? No, sure. Well, I don't know. I think LL Cool J's is supposed to be fun, but no one else's is. And it's well, 
I was just skimming the trivia and I did see that a lot of LL Cool J was reshoots. Really? Yeah, I just I saw one that basically said um, that what's her name? Saffron Burroughs was supposed to be the hero of the film mm-hmm. and she was supposed to defeat the shark and survive. Spoiler alert, she does not. And test audiences <laughs> didn't like it because they felt that everything that goes wrong in the movie is her fault, which I do remember that. She's a horrible, like, everything is her fault. Yeah. She's, yeah. And so they did reshoots to make her less sympathetic, kill her off, and make LL Cool J the hero at the end. Thumbs up. I mean, the, wow. one, the, one of the, ones who, the only one who survives, one of the few who survives. It's him and Thomas Jane, that's it. Everyone else dies. <laughs> That's so and that's, funny. That's so funny because yeah. like like to have Saffron Burroughs there and be like, and she's the shark scientist. And yeah, there's definitely a better script somewhere where she is in over her head and ends up saving the day, and it's like a classic horror movie trope. But instead, they were just like, nah, she fucking dead. Oh no, they didn't like it. She said they said she's going. Yeah, and some of the, like I I keep saying this, but like watching it again, if you're in any kind of like horror or any of that kind of stuff, like some of the deaths are like ah, that's awful. Like. It's like, what's name? Eric, what, I almost said Eric Solving, Stellan Sarsgaard. Like, oh, yeah. What's that one? Describe it in graphic detail. <laughs> okay. Essentially, they're pulling the shark up. They're extracting the protein. Are you with me? They're extracting. You can see me doing the They're extracting the protein. They're like, oh my God, the synapses are firing. It succeeds. Right? So then Eric Solving, oh my God, I keep calling him Eric Solving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start calling him from his character from Mamma Mia. Everyone's favorite MCU character. From Thor, <laughs> Thor 2, Avengers 1, Thor 4, and another one somewhere. I don't remember which other one he's in. It's Eric Selvig. <laughs> okay. So Stellan Skarsgård goes over. He's like squatting near the tank. We're not even the tank. We're just like sleeping 26-foot shark is. And he's in <laughs> a cigarette. And then the shark wakes up and bites his arm off. Like completely bites off from here so he's bleeding out they're like we have to go there's a hurricane happening at this time so they're like we got to get him out we got to get like the helicopters to fly in so the helicopters fly in and they they attach into like a you know i remember this this is horrible and hilarious like a stretcher to like lift him up and he's got like a mask on you know like for a breathing mask so they're like pulling him up and they attach him to a helicopter but it's windy so the helicopter's going crazy they're raising him up the woman in the tower if anybody watched the sopranos is janice from the sopranos which is amazing (gasps) i love her i love her (laughs) doesn't live much longer but she's basically up there bring him up bring him up so he's like gets up there and everything's going crazy and then the, the wire that's bringing him up like stalls and then it goes the opposite way and drops him into the water. And then a shark grabs him in the water and then takes him. And so it makes the helicopter go into the building and blow up the building, which causes all the explosion. So this is all happening within like two minutes of the movie. And that happens. And then, <laughs> and then someone scares her. They're like, where is he? Where is he? All the scientists are like below deck. All the cameras are dead. And then Samuel Jackson like looks into the huge glass tank that's looking out into the ocean and is like, tell me that's not what I think it is. And then it's sure it's, it's Stellan Skarsgård on his stretcher slowly coming because it has the shark has it in its mouth and he throws the oh. stretcher at the glass and then it shatters everything and that's what makes it blood. It's so brutal. Sorry. Oh my god. That is that's honestly nuts. so convoluted in the best way. Like you think they were storyboarding it, storyboarding they were storyboarding that scene, and they were like, and then it'll be like you know how like when they act you're you're fishing and you accidentally get a shark and it starts to like tug the boat? It'll yeah. be like that, but the boat's a fucking helicopter and the bait's a man. <laughs> MCU's Eric Selvig. And 
Oh, and then wow. after he should already be long dead, we're gonna have him still be alive underwater, so we can smash his face against some glass and use his body to shatter it. So yeah, Unhinged. wow. Level my, and then something that's also epic is there's like this scene where Thomas Shane is swimming through like some shark tank corridors, I guess, and mm -hmm. everything shuts off because you know the sharks are killing the cameras because they know how to do that. And then <laughs> they come at him, like both from both sides, and he holds up a gun, and then they swim backwards, which sharks can't do. But they, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> they're go, they're like, tell me, I didn't just see that. They swim backwards. They can't do that. And then they're like, they're so smart. So they learned how to uh, change their biology. So and wiggle just right to go backwards. What? So Thomas Jane's character, what is his job? Like, why is he here? He's like the shark wrangler, I think. I think. Okay. Yeah, he gets the sharks. He makes sure that like they're like when they have to like do the experiments on them, like he catches them. <laughs> okay. Just, I think that's what it is. I'm not. And totally Saffron sure. Burrows, what's her? So, so you're telling me? Hold on. Is there a version of the script where at the end of the movie, Thomas Jane and Saffron Burrows kiss because they've survived and that's where the romance is? But because of the rewrites, we just get a broy high five between Thomas J and LL Cool J. <laughs> I think so. I think you might be right on that. But that was supposed to be the romance that they shoehorned in. Like, actual tension, but it, like then he. But then there's a lot of like there's like the scene where like he's like I asked you out for that beer. You'll take me up on sometime, and she's like, Nah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm always working. And then he said then. But it so quickly shifts from him being into her to calling her, okay, lady, something, something. <laughs> it happens in like five seconds. <laughs> what, like, like, yeah. So what is what is Saffron Burrow's job and what does she do to turn audiences against her? <laughs> she's a scientist that wants to extract the probe. She's like, she's like the helm of the ship. She's trying to make this lab happen in order to cure Alzheimer's. So she's the scientist that got all the funding. And can then, I ask? Yeah. Sorry, continue after oh, you explain I mean, her. That's what she does, and then she genetically screws with the sharks, which is against some kind of scientific code that you're not supposed to do because they like genetically enhance them to get what they need from them, which is what okay. ruins everything. So along those lines, how is it explained why they think the protein in sharks? Like, how did they discover that that apparently will cure? <laughs> Alzheimer's like what how did I, it get to I think the way that Deep Blue Sea likes to explain it in the very scientific way that this movie obviously did the research was essentially that sharks are the oldest living creatures on the planet so and they don't show as much decay or memory loss or something like that so they're like oh this is the answer <laughs> obviously <laughs> okay silly question like, obviously that's the answer obviously yeah um that's so funny i was just like how did they figure out that this is what they need to do also couldn't they pull it from a dead shark like did they have to, did it have to come from a live shark i mean for movie purposes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotta, it's a wild ride. It is a fun movie I, i'm like deeply passionate about this movie and i don't know why but i will talk about it all day all day. So that's nice. Yeah. I'm no, just casually great. looking through the trivia and this is fun. Body count nine. Four by shark attack, four by explosion, and one by drowning. It's ten if you include the bird. Who's the drowning? <laughs> Who drives by drowning in that movie? I mean, how I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, are we calling Eric solving drowning? Maybe. I was gonna say, is that how he dies? <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, and I do know this. I forgot about this, but I do know 
there's that one part where the whole cast gets hit by water and they all fall over and it was actually on accident <laughs> um it was they weren't supposed to hit the cast that cast got hit by a huge tidal wave and they could have died in hindsight like they could have been swept off the boat it was not supposed to happen oh. but the cameras kept rolling and apparently samuel L. jackson was pissed on the day but thought it was hilarious in the theater that that was the take they kept. Was them all like, oh, where they almost got swept away. Oh my well, God. I read that he was actually originally asked to play the chef. And he, said, oh. no. he was like, I don't want to. And that's why they like wrote this other role for him. So, I mean, great. Give Samuel Jackson. Anytime he gets to make a speech and die violently, I'm on board. Oh my God. Anytime he gets to make a speech, honestly, just let him run his mouth. But I think what might be like, what, what, what podcast oh, do I listen to where they're like, who won the movie? What, is that uh, the rewatchables or whatever, where they're like, oh. who, who wins the movie? And oh, I have no idea. That's funny. LL Cool J wins the movie because not only does he have all the comedic moments, not only does he literally <laughs> save the day at the very end of the film, but he also had an incredible soundtrack. Like, like he made the soundtrack song. It's called Deepest Bluest. My head is like a shark spin. There's an epic music video. He turns into a shark. I had a hip hop dance to it when I was in high school. I encourage you to check it out. <laughs> Deepest, oh my bluest, my head is a shark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's repeating. too much. Oh, wow. It's, it's, it's incredible, truly. Yeah. Oh, Cool J. What yeah. a guy. What a guy, right? I didn't just love cool, cool James. Yeah. I still don't know how I completely missed this movie entirely. Like, I've never heard of this movie. I'm <laughs> that is shocked. so wild, Dagny. I am shocked that I don't know this at all. Like, uh, is it the, the best shark movie of all time? No. Is it one of the most fun ever? Absolutely. <laughs> it sounds like it might be the best. Like, Jaws has nothing on this. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, let's see. That's what I have uh, to say. Wow. Any other fun facts about... <laughs> I just I can't believe that, that she was supposed to be the hero, and then they rewrote it because test audiences hated her so much. That's that is funny. so funny. But it's funny, like, watching movies like this, because, like I said, the first time I saw it when I was probably in, like, fourth or fifth grade, certain things that yeah. absolutely, I was like, that tracks when you're that age and you rewatch. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the opening scene, they have a bunch of, like, horny teenagers on a boat, and somebody spills, I'm not joking, spills wine, red wine, into the water, and then the shark And comes. I think it's blood. And in my head, I was like, oh, it looks like blood, so obviously that's what a shark is. <laughs> that makes sense. No. No, that's not. It's just a red substance, and they tried yeah. to say that the shark just is dumb. Oh, this yeah, is but, so. But silly. they can also swim backwards because they're so smart. <laughs> you know. So you know? this here, I read that uh, the shark in Jaws is twenty-five feet long. Mm-hmm. This is Ali's nodding. So, so in on purpose, the shark in this movie is twenty-six feet long. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> they said we will not be upped, and we're going to do three of them. There's going to be three sharks. So, wow. Yeah, three, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Michael Rappaport is coming in hot in this movie. He, he kills yeah, him. What, what's he doing in this movie? He's like, I think he just like is the facility, not the facilities manager, but he's like the technician. He knows all about like how high the fences are and like how many tons the thing can handle before it explodes. And like, he knows all that stuff. So he's sassy and he's upset. And <laughs> it's him at his finals. <laughs> this sounds nuts, but I am intrigued. Uh, wow. Wow. I yeah, I'll have to watch it. This sounds very fun and stupid and like a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy, are you finding anything else that we should talk about? No, just 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 this movie is wild and just 
What's the what's it's like the Thomas rating? Jane's breakout performance? Sure, whatever. <laughs> oh my god, what's the is there a like critic rating opposed? Uh, and audience score? Um, the Metacritic is a 54. IMDb user score has it at a 5.9. Okay, well, but it's also very clear that some of the reviews are like, it's fine. And the other reviews are like, I love this movie. I understand it completely. I know it's a cheesy train wreck. Wait. This one's called The Sharks Ate the Plot. That's hilarious. On Rotten Tomatoes, the audience score is only like... What is it? It's 39%. That's a travesty. It's no. definitely Rude. a movie that's gotten more love post-release. Okay. For sure. Oh, it's wow. definitely kind of a it's definitely a cult hit now because yeah, Samuel L. Jackson's death scene is an iconic slasher movie death. That's um because it's shocking and it's surprising and in hindsight it's hilarious. Huh. Some of my favorite reviews include one that simply says scary, absurd, inessential. Inessential. <laughs> I love that. That's a great review. Followed by Deep Blue Sea, a sort of cross between aliens without the thrills and the Poseidon Adventure without the camp compensations. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if uh, Saffron lived to the end, it is kind of alien. Yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. Like they were trying to do the Sigourney Weaver hero, but yeah, it just no. Didn't work. no, she's a pretty, she's a pretty like baller way she kind of kind of how she dies i don't know she doesn't she like cuts her her wrist and she's like i'm gonna be bait and she jumps in the water but i, I remember watching it last night and being like why did she jump so far out like if i would were to jump i would have jumped like right by the building so as soon as the shark turned i'd get up the building but she like oh, out and yeah. then she goes oh, and then she turns i'm like what, what do you think's gonna happen here so <laughs> here's a review that's titled exciting but in a dumb way <laughs> I would agree. I think that's a pretty good synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this one says succeeds despite itself. <laughs> <laughs> Camp action, but too stupid. Oh, these are great. <laughs> succeeds despite itself. I really like. But that I one. do. I do. The other thing too, Dagny, is it's like very cheesy, but then like the action sequences are well done. Mm-hmm. like they're over mm-hmm. the top they're compelling to watch the set pieces of the f- actual physical flooding they do because they'll like flood the base and then they'll be walking in like knee deep or like hip deep water and they're worried about the sharks swimming in just like this water that's lower than them and they're like oh keep an eye out for it and they, they're all like actually walking through all this water it's very cool well i kept huh. during it like there's so many sequences where they have to like open up a door but there's like water spraying because it's flooding and i'm like i feel like i just pictured the crew just like hosing them down wherever they went so they're just <laughs> doing this and trying to get through but dude the set at the end once they finally make it up to the top level like the last three people before yes um and they're hopping along and it's all this broken stuff with fire and i and i was kind of like this kind of looks like the water world set at universal and then <laughs> oh, like yeah. why don't they make a deep blue sea stunt show am i right and that's yeah uh, that would be fun i think and it's great. just like this no, we Warner have Brothers, to keep though. the water the... world. We have to keep the water world live show intact so that all the Gen Z kids can go. What the fuck is Water World? <laughs> no, Water World and... is so fun. The show, but Warner oh, Brothers. Did you know? Did you know that Warner the Brothers. show, the show at the park, is more successful than the movie at this point? It's been running really? for so long that they can actually say that the live show has made more money than the movie did, and the movie. The live show them. is good. I went and saw the first time I went to Universal. I saw it. I, I was would like, like oh, to see cool. it. I've never seen it. This is fun. Yeah, it was really fun. And I mean, Warner Brothers could, they have this, <laughs> yes, I used to give tours at Paramount, but the Warner Brothers studio tour, now they've revamped it. Very good. If you live in LA, I oh, highly really? recommend it. It was a lot of fun. 
they've built a whole like Harry Potter um, with Fantastic Beasts with and also DC. Like there's a whole museum for the DC stuff now. Well, that's cool. It's really cool. I've yeah, been, it was like, a lot of fun. I think I went like four years ago and the, like the highlight was like the Batmobile area and then where they have like you could watch a taping of Big Bang Theory and by taping, I mean, you sit in the seats and they're like, this is where they tape Big Bang Theory. And you're like, cool. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> They've definitely like done some fun uh, revamps of it. During the pandemic, they like did a whole, like basically created a new tour. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. But if they can make their own water world and make it deep blue sea, that would just put them over the edge. <laughs> they would be the best tour in Hollywood if they could do that. On, just a tank. Like you can swim with a shark too. Like Thomas. Oh, that would be fun. Thomas NDA and make sure that, uh, <laughs> you know, like, if you oh, die, it's not our fault. Not our fault. Uh, they have, it's like sea world, but <laughs> they're exactly. like, look, these are real sharks. <laughs> oh, here's a really, here's a really dumb trivia. Okay, go. This is the only Samuel L. Jackson movie where a character says motherfucker and that character is not Samuel L. Jackson. Because LL Cool J really says it. That's pretty fun. Isn't that funny? <laughs> That's great. Oh, it's so good. Oh, wow. Dagny, you're going to have to tell me when you watch it. I will. I will. It sounds really fun. I'm or curious not. if John uh, has seen it. I'm sure he has, but I'll have to ask him after this if he's seen it. I'm uh, sure he has. Sounds like a blast. Yeah, it sounds very fun. It came out uh, right when like Lake Placid came out. Do you know what that is? I don't. I oh, think Lake Placid. Same, awesome. similar. Do we have to just have Ali on again next week? And I will talk about this stuff anytime. I will watch <laughs> any creature feature, but I'm terrified of the water and I will not go in the ocean. So it's Ugh. probably because of this. Yeah. yeah. You did see it at a early age, so I also maybe. I think my first horror like or scary movie that I saw was Anaconda, and I was like third grade or something. So yeah, I've been set on this track for a long time in my life. That's so funny! Mm -hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, creature feature. Let me talk about my passion for Deep Blue Sea. I'll do it any day, all day to anyone that will listen. So yeah, I'm glad you did because I've learned something new today. Wow, truly learned something new. <laughs> yeah, every what a crazy day. movie. Well, Ali, before we move on, do you have any final thoughts on Deep Blue Sea, the cinematic masterpiece? Just watch it. That's my thought. If watch you, it. If not heard of this movie, do yourself a favor and watch it. Have some popcorn. Maybe make it a drinking game. There's so many. Oh, options. hell yeah. Um, and yeah. No, I don't have any. I feel like I I said my piece. I, yeah. I, I feel good about my choices tonight, today on this podcast. And I think you... Yeah, this was a perfect topic. Also, I know at the beginning, Billy and I got very excited and kind of dominated the Nope conversation. Was there anything you wanted to say about Nope? No, I think, really well, I, think I, was I was in agreement. I definitely like Get Out better. Like, definitely. Like, I like Nope a lot. I thought it was very mm -hmm. good. Um, it wasn't as good as that one to me. And I actually, like, I want to watch Us again because I did like Us. But we have to remember, they're like three completely different movies. Mm -hmm. They're all like elevated horror and thriller, but they're yeah very different. I thought it was good. Just the acting is just like... Chef's it's kid. so good. It's such good writing. Yeah. I'm curious if he, uh, what kind of, like for Jordan Peele, what like horror movie trope he'll do next. Cause he's done. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Cause they've all been very different. Yeah. Uh, I need to watch us, but I generally know the vibe and what it's about. So did you I'll, guys watch maybe I'll Peele? Did you watch Game Peele ever? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I you love know what I want him to do. I'll tell you what I want him to do. 
There was an amazing <laughs> sketch. Again, if you haven't seen Gremlins 2, I'll talk about that next time. Gremlins <laughs> I haven't seen Gremlins either. Oh, my God. The first celebrity I ever saw in New York when I moved there was the guy that was the lead in Gremlins. He walked across <laughs> the street for me, and I was like, you're in Gremlins. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, there's this amazing sketch with Key and Peele that they're talking about, like, a pitch meeting for writing Gremlins 2. And oh, I haven't seen that seen one. It, it's one of the funny. It's one of my favorite sketches I've ever done. I'd like him to do Gremlins three. That's my choice. I'm pushing. That would be funny. really fun. Oh yeah. my god, uh, he's so talented. I know. Uh, uh, wow. I do. I and my last thought about Nope is the design of the ship is exceptional, or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. And when it the the whole final the sequence at the end when it's like unfurled was very like Skinwalker Ranch vibes. Like if you read not to be a big old nerd, if you read any of the testimony from the people who lived on Skinwalker Ranch back in the sixties and seventies, they talk about a thing that appeared in the sky that appeared to be like a cube inverting in on itself, and that's what I thought the thing that opened up looked like. Oh. I don't know. It was just very there's Jordan Peele's definitely a, a big uh, uh, what's it, cryptid nerd, and yeah. and uh, so I I felt like he definitely was pulling from a lot of real world incidents, like real, what am I saying, testimony that people have said about UFOs. Um, yeah, I loved it. I loved it I also so. Really loved the tie-in with fries. I think you know, like the like yeah. rest in peace. Rest in things, peace. Like, if you don't live in LA, like that probably didn't have an impact, but like that was awesome seeing fries up there, and it was like. Definitely, like, a part of the film was Fry's. Yeah, Fry's yeah. Electronics is, like, seventh billing. Yeah. Oh, also, Angel, the guy that played Angel, this is his first acting job. And I, oh, I thought he was good. so good. I oh, loved yeah. Because yeah. I was like, oh, this character, when they introduced him, I was like, he's going to be annoying. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, he's, like, kind of a hero. And he did a really great job in the movie. And then my theory at the end is just the, when it unfurls, it was trying to just get them to look at it. Because um, hmm. it, like, made itself beautiful. And trying to get them to look at it so he could kill them. Is, that was like my, my thought. I will say, and... I felt like that. I will say my overall feelings about as far as like it being scary. I didn't think it was a very scary movie. I thought no, it was not at all. So especially when it unfurled. I thought it was, it was terrifying. <laughs> I didn't find it that scary. And I didn't find it when it was in its full form very scary. Oh my god! No. When it's a, when it's above the house during the rainstorm. And then it goes. <laughs> and then drops all the blood on the house. That was creepy. That was I wouldn't say incredible. Scary. That I was very cool. Such a big spoiler alert in front of this podcast because this movie just came out and we stink. This happened like I know. Like, I will put it in the Insta or in the okay. Instagram post. I'll be I, like I'll, spoiler like, alert. Yeah. There's some I'll record. I'll record something to put at the top of the show. Just like hey, we talk about Nope twice and we get carried away. <laughs> so Actually, yeah. we'll do it right now. Hold on, hold on. We'll do it right now and I'll put this at the top of the episode. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Poptimist. We talk about the new film, Nope, uh, towards the beginning and the end of this show, and it's riddled with spoilers. Uh, we thought we were going to be chill. We were not. Um, we didn't talk about the ending, and that's about it. So if you haven't seen Nope and you'd like to, when we start talking about it, just start skipping ahead. You'll know. <laughs> Wait, we talked about the end. We've definitely talked about what happened. No, no, no. Not the very end. Not the last four minutes. Oh, fair, fair, fair. Um, yeah. Huh. I would say the monkey stuff was the scariest. I that was very yeah. tense. Agreed. I really, I really liked that. It made me uneasy in a fun way. In a fun way. In a fun way. <laughs> All right. With that, should we play a game, Billy? I think it's let's play a game. Uh, <laughs> we're we here on Poptimist. At the end of the show, we like to play a game called What a Pitch. And What a Pitch is where our guest will give us a prompt, and Dagny and I will each have thirty seconds to pitch it. 
Uh, it can be anything in pop culture, and then the guest will pick a winner. I go first this week, so Dagny, get the turn fuck my out of here. Turn it down now. Bye. All right, Allie, if you're good, she's thinking. Okay, can I? T- I'm gonna tie it in to okay what we just were talking about. Okay. For a game show for people who have been abducted by aliens, an alien abduction themed game show. Sure. All right. Uh, it's called Probe This, and uh, it's basically uh, uh, everyone comes on and they have to be. Are, are they abducted first? They're abducted by the aliens. It's an alien game show, and they're on the ship. And it's basically, <laughs> I'm so sorry, but you know what? I only have 30 seconds. It's basically an anal probing endurance challenge. Whoever can take the longest, thickest anal probe <laughs> wins. And uh, <laughs> guess what, baby? I'm coming for the. I'm coming for the championship. What network is this? Is this uh, aired on? Oh, uh, USA characters welcome. <laughs> Amazing, I like. Or, it. or TBS, very funny. One of those. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> I love it. Actually, it. it actually only lasts for a season and a half, and then it's canceled. But then the Game Show Network revives it, and it lasts for fifteen seasons. Well done, sir. Well done. All right. All right. Uh, the man outside selling delicious snacks is coming by honking his horn, so you're going to hear him honking. We'll bring Dagny on back. Okay. If he gets really bad, I'll mute myself. Okay. Do you hear him? Yes. I do hear I do hear him. What is it? Oh, it's the, the little... Yeah. Oh, I was talking... I think I've talked about this. We were walking the dogs when I was dog sitting. We walked past him and I was on the phone and they were like, what is that really loud honking? Um He's great. So I had a I had a therapist during COVID who I only ever saw her over Zoom, but she was also working from home, and we realized pretty quickly that she lived three streets over from me. Because he has the and, same and, and one time during the session, she went, "Oh, sorry, the guy walking by with the horn." And I said, "Don't worry, he'll probably be by my apartment by the end of the session." And then forty minutes later, I was like, "Do you hear that?" And he was, she could hear him on my end. It was hilarious. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, sorry, Dagny, you've got a you've got a pitch to do. Yes, I do. Okay, What's going on? Um, yeah. I would like you to pitch me a game show about, we're, we're keeping it thematic, about um, alien abductions. Go. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so I'm going to mix my two favorite game shows from the Game Show Network, and that's Whammy and Russian Roulette. So you're, <laughs> so they've abducted a collection of like eight to ten people, and they all are standing on those little circles, and like in Russian Roulette on the Game Show Network, they're obviously drop onto mattresses or something. But in this... They just drop out of the spaceship and it's actually a good thing. So if you if it lands on you, you get to escape the the aliens and you have like a thing, like a, a parachute pop out. Yeah. But instead of just like random Russian roulette, they're playing whammy. And so there's a board jumping around of and it's just it's just a chance. If it lands on the whammy, it's all the aliens look like the little whammy monster too. <laughs> the little red one. So if it lands on them you uh get dropped out so it's actually a good thing that's the twist because it's a good russian roulette so you're dropped out of the ship and you get to survive um but if you don't if you land on the evil whammy i remember isn't there a good whammy and an evil whammy am i making this up sure um the so you could be killed by them um or you survive i don't know that wasn't the best but that's my uh that's my game i like it a lot oh i feel like i was there i feel like i can watch that show pop it'll be fun thing evolved Oh man, you have very <laughs> different choices here. Very different choices. Philly, generally, what was yours? I'm curious. <laughs> uh oh. 
Um, uh, it was an anal probing challenge. Who can take the longest, <laughs> thickest <God>. probe? <laughs> it, was called, it was called probe this. <laughs> um, That's horrible. Oh my gosh. Wait, so I just have to pick which pitch I like better? <laughs> yes. You which show, which game show would you rather watch? Um, <laughs> okay, so I really enjoyed Billy's. I loved how you made it would be on TBS, Characters Welcome, because that was <laughs> show. Oh, no. um, and I really loved the title. Dagny, I felt like it was like a moving game board with death on the line. So that made it fun. Yeah. Um, I feel like I could stand to watch Dagny's one more. So I think I'm going to go. With- <laughs> yes, yes. I might come with that choice. Um, so Billy, I'm you're such a body gore horror. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like some really intense pain. It doesn't have to be. It could just be gay porn. It could be. You're right. Yeah. That's, that's true. Oh. That's true. I'm going to pick Dagny's, but with a, um, with a, Gold star to Billy for several elements thank you. of the pitch. Thank you. I would have picked Agnes as well, but yes, thank you. Oh, honored. Wow. <laughs> the Game Show Network, before we wrap up, Billy and I watched the Game Show Network a lot. A lot. And specifically, was it Lingo? Lingo. We watched a lot of Lingo. The, and um, uh, the Whammy reboot from like 2004. It was great. Uh, Russian Roulette, which I love because I just like the idea of them getting dropped off the set if they were <laughs> It was wrong. so funny. Yeah, it was very fun. Um, I wish we still had that. I wonder if it's still on cable. I, does the Game Show Network still exist? If it, it does, does, put in the comments if you know. Oh <laughs> if you're God. listening, you're like, yeah, I watch it every day. Let us know. <laughs> um, well, anything else? Closing thoughts? Closing arguments? <laughs> Closing arguments. <laughs> I got nothing. I, I'm I'm just jazzed to have gotten to chat with you guys about another thing I really want. It was, again. Yeah, that was PPC great. is iconic. Deep Blue Sea. I'm going to check it out. It looks like it's streaming on HBO Max. It is. So if you have, okay, great. So if you're listening and you're curious, as you should be at this point, I'm intrigued. Um, be sure to check it out. Have fun with that Deep Blue Sea. Um, well, thank you so much, Allie. Is there anything you would like to promote? Um, I guess not really. If you, I guess, well, there's probably some artists that listen to this website and entertain, or this website, this podcast <laughs> entertainers that are entertainers. Um, I do graphic design and websites and branding, specializing with um, entertainers and artists and performers. So if mm. that sounds like something you need, hit me up. But apart from that, that's all I got. <laughs> What's the, tell oh. the people the Instagram handle the for your people, business. Tell the people what they didn't even know they wanted. Toby Rose Designs. It's TobyRoseDesigns.com. T-O-B-Y. Nice. Rose like the flower. Designs. That's me. Is Toby like your middle name? Or what is what yeah. Okay, cool. Yes. Very fun. I was always, I assumed that, but I was never sure where Toby came from. There it is. Um, there you know. And you know what? Since I'm here in two weeks, actually, 13 days, Billy's Big Night Out returns. Come check us out at the attic in Sherman Oaks. Woo! Yay! It's a lot of fun. I really have a great time at that show oh and, and the I lineup's to, bonkers um, this next time i can't wait i think i maybe stole from the sherman and i should probably pay i didn't pay for my shirley temple <laughs> i don't know if they charge for it but bear made it and it was very delicious and then i didn't pay for it i thought you get the fuck out you never come I, back don't you no, fucking set foot in this restaurant again I shirley really, temple shirley I temple know, we charge 350 for those you monster <laughs> <laughs> oh, I jokingly said, oh, put it on <laughs> tab. So I kind of feel like maybe they put it on <laughs> They probably put it on tab. Yeah. I don't know why he would have uh, taken you literally when you said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So great. Hopefully that was paid for at some point. If not, I will pay. I'll give a grand tip to Bear next time I'm in the show. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, well, thank you all for listening to Poptimist. Uh, if you liked this episode, be sure to rate us five stars, leave us a comment, tell us what your what a pitch would be. I really want to read those comments if people tell us their uh, pitch ideas. It'd be very fun. Um, and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss when we put out a new episode. Also Ooh. follow us on Instagram at Pod because we post ideally every Wednesday new episodes. <laughs> so it'll flag you on Instagram as soon as we post a new episode. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or would like to be a guest, email us at popfromhispod at gmail.com. And I think that's all. With that, everybody say goodbye. Bye. Who are you? How did you get in here? Oh, God. No. Goodbye. Uh, Bye. Bye. (laughs)